Chapter 1 The Therapist It wasn't until Laura told her that it would have been her brother's 21st birthday today that Polly realised what the date was. Oh, right, she said. Sorry, do you mind if I eat this ham and cheese sandwich? It's just Mrs. Poole sometimes gets funny about me eating in class. I've explained to her, but she... She was told that it was fine. Of course, that's fine, Polly. Polly clicked open her Tupperware box, unwrapped the tin foil, picked up her sandwich and took several bites, barely stopping to chew. I like your... She gestured at the windows. New curtains. Laura's eyes flickered over to the window and then back again just as quickly. As if she were worried she'd miss Polly doing something in those few seconds which would be vital to her assessment of her. Noteworthy. Thanks, she said. She would have told Polly that she hadn't picked the curtains and didn't particularly like the turquoise colour with the pink bird sitting on branches covered in white blossom herself. They'd probably been picked by someone who thought they gave an air of tranquillity. She stayed silent though. She didn't want to allow herself to be distracted. You're welcome, Polly replied, speaking with her mouth open, but then she put her hand in front of her lips so Laura wouldn't see her chew. Do you want to hear something weird? she asked. Laura flicked her right hand open a tell-me gesture. There's this girl. Do you like gossip? She carried on anyway before Laura could reply. Ellie Abernathy in year 12. Ellie Aber- Abernathy in year 12. Little Ellie with the brownish ginger hair. She was one of the girls who smashed my phone. Well, she didn't, specifically. She took another bite of her sandwich, not pausing this time to cover her mouth. Her mum and dad split up and she lives with her mum. Full time, I think. But anyway, well, she must do. Anyway, her dad's been leaving her messages on the school gate. Each day he's got some of those big cardboard signs that you see in riots and big marches or whatever. And he writes different stuff for her, like, Ellie, mummy won't let me see you. Ellie, I miss you. Please call me. Ellie, daddy loves you. Ellie, Ellie, Ellie. That does sound a little... Laura agreed, uncommittedly. She shouldn't really give opinions on other students. Mm, Polly said, biting into an apple. Do you have children? Yes. Would you do that if you weren't allowed to see your children? Laura hesitated. I don't know. Would you? I'm 16, Polly said. Would you write notes to someone you loved if you weren't allowed to see them? Polly smirked at the response. What's funny? Laura asked, smirking too. Polly did this a lot. She often evaded questions and sometimes answered her fully and honestly, but there seemed to be no pattern to her behaviour. Mostly, she'd answer with a detached sort of politeness. I feel fine, thank you. I'm okay, thank you. On bad days, Laura felt totally infuriated by it, but most of the time she just reminded herself that this was a process. She had done nothing to earn Polly's trust yet. Why should she fully open up to a stranger? It was her job to make her feel comfortable, so she felt like she could talk to her and so Laura could then help her. Yes, maybe, Polly said suddenly. I guess it would depend on how much I love them. Laura nodded. How do you feel today? I'm fine, thank you. Have you thought any more about what we discussed last week? What was last week? Polly asked. About reporting what those students did to you.
Holly paused. Oh, no. Well, yeah, I, I thought about it, but it is fine. I don't want to make a fuss. It's not making a fuss if... It's fine. I told my mum I accidentally dropped it over the banister and she believed me and she'd bought me another one. She waved her phone at Laura as proof. So they've been okay this week, Laura asked, her pen twitching between her fingers. Nobody's been bothering you? No. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, good, I'm glad. She'd let it go, try another tactic. How do you feel about it being Billy's birthday? Polly's knee bounced up and down whenever Laura mentioned her brother. She'd only ever gently tried to broach the subject a couple of times, but Polly had always, so far, shut it down. Do you want to hear something sad? No, I want you to answer my question, Laura said firmly, but smiled to soften it. I it's about him. Oh, okay, sorry. Please carry on, Laura said. Polly began to speak, but stammered. She pressed her fingers to her cheeks. It's okay, take your time. Sorry, Polly whispered. It's okay, Laura said. It's just anything about him kind of makes me... She shook her hands out, as if shaking off a thought. She then cleared her throat and wiped her nose with the end corner of her sleeve, which was now pulled up over her fingers. I actually wondered if you had anything I could take to help me sleep. Sleeping tablets? Laura asked. Polly nodded slowly, uncertainly. I'm not a doctor or a pharmacist, so I wouldn't be able to prescribe anything like that. Not unless it was holistic. Why do you want sleeping tablets? I can't sleep, Polly replied. When she glanced up, Laura noticed that Polly's eyes had a sudden manic quality. She leant towards Laura conspiratorially. I keep having these nightmares about how he died, but it's out of context. What do you mean? Laura's voice was lowered too. She was aware she was sitting fairly still, as if Polly were a doe she didn't want to unsettle and scare off. He'll die, but it won't be in the same setting of where it actually happened. Like, we went to Cyprus once, so we'll be sat eating and he'll stand up to get the salad or water jug or something and over my shoulder he'll be shot at. And I can't turn my head to see behind me or the other night we were staying at this lodge where all our family went for the holidays one year and we were really little and, and it was his birthday for some reason and we were all singing happy birthday even though his birthday isn't obviously in December. And as he blows out the candles, he's shot at again. Everyone's screaming and our mum tries to help, but he, he's already... I, I just get crying and crying because all my presents are covered in blood. She did look at Laura then. I woke up crying, an hour's sleep, and then I woke up trembling so much that I thought I was going to be sick. She leant towards Laura again, clutching her knee. Please... She said, please help me, I can't sleep. The word came out like a hiss. Laura felt the desperation in it, a frantic sense of anxiety within it, her cool facade slipping for a moment to reveal the unruly aggression from within. And how does that make you feel? She asked, gently removing Polly's hand. 